0: everybody welcome to a new episode of two drunk fan it's been a little while since our last episode somebody has to travel a lot for work and apparently in capitalist america you have to work to earn money that you can trade for goods and services i don't know what that's about
1: i i mean i could try favors and all that jazz i just don't think it would get me very far my landlord likes rent
0: i bet your landlord likes favors too
1: she probably does. She's got a couple kids at this point, so I don't know. I don't
0: <laughs> what? I don't think you and I are talking about the same kind of favors.
1: I don't think we are either, because I'm not like you. <laughs> I was going to say something worse, but then I tried to uh, censor myself. I'm not in that headspace right now. Oh, I'll get there. Yeah, I'll get there, I promise. But I'm on a work trip, so, you know.
0: You're thinking about work. I'll tell you who didn't work this past weekend the national team
1: yeah right talk about like getting an all expenses paid trip to hawaii (laughs) jesus fucking christ sign me up
0: now as far as i'm aware i think u.s soccer paid travel and accommodations for trinidad and tobago so i feel a little less bad about them getting all hauled all the way out there Mm -hmm. although they didn't get to play a high level 90 minute game which when you're trinidad and tobago is you know fairly rare So, in that sense, it kind of sucks, but at least they're not in the hole for airfare and hotel in Hawaii. That we know of. That we know of.
1: I mean, U.S. soccer could just royally, like, who knows? Maybe Trinidad and Tobago paid up front for those things with the the thought that, you know, they would just have to fill out an expense report at the end of it all.
0: Even if they did, I think even though the game didn't go through, U.S. soccer would still be on the hook for that bill. Because, because through no fault of their own the game was cancelled and I think contractually speaking it's like you can't dick somebody over like that and then not pay them
1: US soccer is a dick <laughs> <clears throat> At least they apologize though, they're that, that nice that nice dick that's like, oh yeah what we did was shitty what, what, Nine 9 of the 10 venues got vetted, this is just the one that we didn't go to What do you know about nice dick? I'm sorry what? Nothing. Let's keep talking about. <laughs> I'm sorry. How did how did you put that word in my mouth? Um hey dude. Guess what? I don't know. What are you drinking?
0: I was just so excited to talk about <laughs> this
1: I know. Dude, you completely This
0: walk off and uh I'm not drinking anything. I'm drunk on fried chicken cuz that's what I had for dinner.
1: Oh dude, I had a steak and I had coconut shrimp. And I had queso and I had two shiners.
0: Uh, you can miss me with the coconut shrimp, but the steak sounds great. And so does the, the shiner.
1: The steak was pretty good. I've so I've started doing this thing. I'm I'm gonna try to get a little bit healthier. Okay. And I'm gonna start like going to a gym and I'm gonna start like trying to live life in a little bit more moderation. Um, mainly because I've realized I can't rely on sports for all my endorphins. <laughs> Um, because that's not going to sustain me and keep me happy. So I need to start, like, just taking better care of myself. And one of those things is I'm starting to try to pay attention to when my body is telling me I'm full. And so I felt really bad because I left, like, three ounces of steak on the plate tonight.
0: Yeah. It's also not your fault that in America they serve huge portions.
1: Yeah, it was an eight-ounce steak. And we had two appetizers and mashed potatoes and a salad and shrimp and two beers. Like, yeah. I feel like I, I did my job.
0: That's so hard to just eat until you're full and stop instead of eat until your taste buds are satiated. You know what I'm saying?
1: Right? Yeah. Because so what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to eat slower, which anybody who knows me is like, oh, my God, how how can you possibly eat any slower? than you are already but I'm trying to eat slower so that that 20 minute period happens and then I'm not like stuffed by the time my body realizes you're full yeah dude I'm growing up man
0: finally you realized you were in a weird codependent relationship with sports and you had to develop interests and needs outside
1: of it good for you I know I know that's that's kind of what I'm doing right now Oh, so I had two Shiner Box. So that's <laughs> okay. that's what I was drinking, but I'm not drinking anymore. You got a
0: worky-work tomorrow.
1: I do. I have.
0: It have am. You know who does have to worky-work tomorrow, though, is the national team, because we're recording the night before they play Trinidad and Tobago, in what was supposed to be their second game, but will be their first and only, in San Antonio at the Alamo Dome. And hopefully Yay, this, this game San does Antonio. go off. What's interesting to me is they said they've sold a little under 10,000 tickets for the game, and with walk-ups and last-minute sales, it'll probably be just over 10,000. But local news in Honolulu, I think it was Station K-H-O-N, was claiming that a source told them part of U.S. soccer's reasoning for canceling was low ticket sales of 16,000. Now, they obviously can't cancel two games in a row. That would just look awful, and it would ruin the rest of the victory tour, and U.S. soccer would look like such shit but i just don't think that that's true because what's more embarrassing having a game with low ticket sales i mean low for the national team 16 grand still isn't bad or having to cancel the game refund everything get sued and possibly have to pay triple damages
1: b option option b is worse
0: yeah i think part of this is now i was uh listening to jen cooper on the keeper notes show uh mix zone which is a really great show and she had a native Hawaiian journalist on who was talking about this from the Hawaiian perspective. And I understand a lot of Hawaiians feeling maybe a little judged or something because, you know, that's their stadium. And it, this, it was representing their their city a little bit. Not that it actually does represent Honolulu, but in this instance, it was the Hawaiian part of the equation. And they're kind of fighting back against like, oh, the turf was so shitty they just had to leave, and so, you know, they they want to look for other reasons. But I don't think low ticket sales is a logical explanation for being taken into no. account.
1: No, I I don't I don't think low ticket sales should should be playing any any part of that equation or any part of that conversation. And and I think that a lot of that is is local press and local media. You know, the the Pro Bowl plays there. You know, if you think about U.S. soccer's mentality regarding this, is they're like, it's a professional playing surface that professional at the best in the NFL play on. Well, yeah, but how much effort do they put into the Pro Bowl that happens in, like, fucking February or March or whatever? I don't even know when the Super Bowl happens, but I would imagine it's, like, February or March.
0: And U.S. soccer was going to get two hundred grand from the Hawaii Tourism Board out of this. And now they're not going to get anything, so they right. they gain nothing, publicity or money wise by canceling.
1: They, they might have gained some uh, clout points because now new markets are learning about U.S. soccer. Maybe and how shitty they are.
0: <laughs> do business with us. We promise we won't cancel on you this time.
1: Hey, imagine those lawyers, man. They're like they're trying to figure out how do we have to rewrite future contracts.
0: Okay, so on the legal side, uh, U.S. Soccer kind of uh, hinted at some legal play around. They sent a letter over to the, I think, Hawaii Stadium Authority that was like, you guys told us this field was cool, and it was not cool, right? Uh, legal counsel, general counsel for U.S. Soccer, sent the letter over. And I think maybe it was them trying to cover their ass. But then these residents of Oahu who bought about 300 bucks worth of tickets are like, nope, 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 and they filed a class action lawsuit against U.S. soccer being like, it's not just us, what about people on other islands or the mainland who had to travel in and get hotel rooms? Everybody's out like thousands of dollars. It sucks. It does suck. The thing is, they're gonna have to prove unfair, deceptive business practices. But as a couple people on Twitter noted, uh, they're filing in the Ninth district federal district court, and I think that's right. And the Ninth District is apparently very notoriously on consumer side, which I don't necessarily mm. think is a is a bad thing generally. But in this case, U.S. Soccer it might be screwed. Uh, ninth Circuit rulings um, often overruled because the Ninth Circuit will try to rule in crazy ways in order to get a, a, a judgment for the plaintiff, the consumer. But initially, U.S. Soccer could get told, you know, you gotta you gotta pay three times what the damages are. Because you canceled this game at the last minute.
1: Three times what the damages are?
0: Yeah, trouble damages.
1: Crazy. You know who's probably going to pay for that? The players. Ugh, oh, wouldn't that suck if... They're probably going to, like, discount future wages or something like that.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. their accountants are going to have to take the money out of somewhere.
1: And it's going to be one of those things where they're going to be like, Well, so we were going to give you guys pay raises, Man, the players just need that fucking CBA to happen anytime. I know. Anytime. Like, they need some NBA or uh, NFL-esque lawyers getting all up in there and being like, all right, here's what we're doing. We're never, ever, ever, ever playing in a non-soccer-specific stadium ever again. The thing that pisses me off about San Antonio is because San Antonio has a soccer-specific stadium in City. But mm. they're playing at the fucking Alamo Dome because that has capacity of like 40,000 people. And yet only 10,000 tickets. Mm. Yeah, and yet only 10,000 tickets, where I'm pretty sure the soccer-specific stadium in San Antonio that would really like an MLS team that already has a soccer-specific stadium probably holds like 12. Well, the thing is, though, to be
0: fair, I think it's reasonable to have expected twenty-five to 30,000 tickets sold based on previous Victory Tour games.
1: No, and they've and they've done well at the Alamo Dome before. It's just it's I'm I just am thinking of it from a why are we going Alamo Dome when you have a soccer specific stadium that could sell out and could be a rowdy crowd, and it's not a money grabbing situation.
0: Yeah, they're U.S. Soccer's not going to agree to soccer specific stadiums only because they're always going to do like oh what about if they played at Yankee Stadium and they you know made three times the ticket sales they could have. So that's never going to happen.
1: Well, okay, then fine. MLS stadiums. Stadiums that MLS teams play in. I mean, they could try to be like, if
0: there is a soccer-specific stadium with, you know, a certain capacity in a town, that will always be the first option. And yeah. you and you only put us in some other multipurpose or non-soccer stadium if you can't find uh, an MLS-level stadium with 20,000 seats or more in, in the, the city. That the
1: boys would play in. Too.
0: Yeah. That is the key thing. I haven't seen a lot of pushback against it. I think most people have been like, yeah, you gotta stand up for yourselves. I mean, it sucks that fans missed out on a game, but that's what happens essentially when you strike. Somebody's gonna lose out, and that's why the strike works. But I've seen some suggest like, it's not a gender issue, blah, blah. And I'm like, literally, how can it not be a gender issue when they're claiming that they're being mistreated on the basis of sex difference? Like, they're saying that, U.S. soccer takes the concerns of the men's team basically more seriously than the women's team, and makes more effort for the men's team than it does
1: for the women's team. It's not that hard a concept. Well, and it's not—it's not a it's not leak. It's not like you're saying oh, I can't even think of what something more absurd would be.
0: It's not like you're saying Sunil Gulati has been replaced by like a life decoy model, and is actually an advanced an advanced robot. That's whose plans to take over North American soccer.
1: Actually, I think that might be accurate.
0: <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. Sunil uh. Galati is an advanced model android, I guess you say, who is planning to take over North American soccer for nefarious plans yet to be revealed. Yes. We are breaking some hard-hitting truths.
1: Accurate. I'm going to have... That's going to be our next serial-themed
0: podcast. <laughs> An expose of Sunil. And if I mysteriously die or disappear before it comes out, you'll know who to look at first. Sunil. Yeah, Sunil and his cronies.
1: His robotic cronies. Avenge me, Loretta Lynch. Oh my god. <laughs> We're crossing way too many streams at this point.
0: Yeah, so I feel okay about the team walking out on the game. So here's here's... Here it is from the U.S. soccer side of things. They say they didn't do an, expect- an inspection. Uh, Gulati said it was because they thought if the NFL was going to play on it, you know, in a couple months right now, it would be fine.
1: Yeah, the NFL plays on it in a couple months. Anything can happen in that time. But
0: they did have soccer officials out there a couple of days before the game on Thursday, apparently, according to the stadium manager. And they saw the field at that time and still were like, No, it's fine. They'll play on it. It, like, apparently didn't cross their minds. And it only got to, you know, meth levels when Jill Ellis and the officials were touring the field. And she was like, hey, look at this shit. We can't play on this. Someone's gonna trip and and break their ankle. So, best case scenario, they either knew that the field was shitty and still accepted it because they were like, oh, the women will play on a bad, undersized field. Or... They didn't bother to inspect the field, which demonstrates a level of just not caring about the women's team. I mean, both scenarios suggest they just don't care. Enough.
1: I would love to work for you, Soccer, Fix it from the inside out? Because I would love to do a better job than they're doing.
0: (laughs) My first thought was actually like, ooh, I get paid to be mediocre.
1: I wouldn't have to put in that much effort. (laughs) <laughs> no, my, my reaction is like, holy shit, like, you have world champions who you are supporting, like, literally supporting, not like supporters groups supporting, like, you are making sure that world champions can play like world champions.
0: And a lot of people have also pointed out, like in that New York Times article with Sunil Galati's apologies, like, it must be noted the U.S. soccer treats its women's teams much better than pretty much almost every other federation in the world. And I'm like, yeah, but comparing something to shit doesn't mean that it's good. It just means better than shit. So, just because they do better than other federations doesn't mean they're doing a good job. They're just doing better than people who are doing bad.
1: You know, it's I could ha- look- It's it's all about grading on the curve.
0: Yeah. I could look at somebody who's like just come out of a club and stumbled over and fallen face first into a gutter into a pile of their own vomit and be like i'm doing better than them but that doesn't mean my life is all together does it it might be it might be you don't know no it's not no it's
1: not (laughs) sorry dude
0: it's okay it's okay i'm just having to plunge the toilet a lot recently it's
1: (laughs) to a place that you just moved into (laughs)
0: whatever i'll take wonky toilet over literally evil landlord so i mean they both make me deal with shit so
1: jesus are you laughing or crying both (laughs) you're laughing to prevent crying.
0: i mean that's how sports often makes me feel
1: this is why i'm gonna start going to the gym man
0: you're gonna get swole bruh
1: I'm, i'm gonna try i'm gonna try
0: so tomorrow the team plays Trinidad and Tobago, and they've both flown from Hawaii to Texas. It was probably the day before yesterday, like immediately after the game. They probably flew out one day. So they are probably all still a little bit jet lagged. Doesn't it take like 72 hours to really get over jet lag?
1: Oh, I don't know. I live my life in jet lag. That's
0: true. I guess if you're an expert traveler, you're your body's more adept at dealing with it, and they're all at the peak of physical fitness.
1: Well, not all of them.
0: I don't know what you could be referring to.
1: Not all of them.
0: I mean, are you implying that some of them smoke a lot and drink a lot? And eat a lot
1: of muffins, yes. Yes, Yes, I am.
0: I say a lot to mean more than the others.
1: I concur. I, I think that that is fair. Yeah. And I think some of them are also on the eve of their retirement. Senioritis extreme and senioritis so, and so a three five a five hour jet lag um that's gonna that's gonna have some impact
0: and trinidad and tobago's in the same boat but they're probably hydrating they're a bit younger i think it could be a good time i hope it's a good time i'd love for them to put up a great fight they did last time united states only uh won one kamika oh. forbes had a great time and goal so let's let's hope for a repeat performance what do you think the scoreline's going to be?
1: Oh, God. um, I think it'll be... Uh, I'm going to go with five to nothing. Okay. I think Jill will
0: use all six subs. It'll be, you know, try to vary her lineup. And it's going to end up four to one. I'm going to give Trinidad and Tobago one. You're so generous. I'm a generous, hopeful person. Tomorrow's scoreline's gonna turn out to be like 8-0, and I'll be like, oh, well, you know. I I like yeah. to... I'm a dreamer, Gab. I'm a dreamer, and you're a realist. We keep each other balanced.
1: I'm pretty sure that's not actually how it works, but <laughs> we we can... We can go with
0: that tonight. I also want to give a shout-out to Canada for beating Mexico 3-0 today. Christine Sinclair got a brace really early on, and she was really throwing herself into it trying to get that hat trick. She almost did, but uh, CeCe Santiago came up with this blast of a double save. I was so mad how good it was. But yeah, now Christine Sinclair's within one of Mia Hamm's uh, goal-scoring record.
1: I was going to say, Sink is now chasing, chasing Mia.
0: She's uh, about to catch me, and then she'll be chasing Abby. And you, maybe she'll stay in it long enough to overtake
1: her. She has said she's going to try and make it to 2019. So, yeah. Abby's throwing in the towel. Wait, yeah. no, I want to revise my scoreline prediction. Okay. I think it's going to be 7 to nothing because I think they're just going to let Abby hang out in front of the goal, and yeah. she's going to get a hat trick. She's just going to get the stupidest, easiest hat trick. Like, they're just going to use her as one of those practice dummies. <laughs> that, like, okay, off the goalpost, off the dummy, nothing but net.
0: You set up a one of those, like, trick shots. Like, I'm going to bank this shot, and then it's going to go off the ten and then deflect into the corner pocket.
1: Basically. Like, do that thing that, like, Yale and uh, Tobin used to do. Those videos. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, they're going to definitely want to send her off in style, aka lots and lots of goals that look good in highlight reels.
1: That's the only reason to go to New Orleans next week.
0: New Orleans is going to be a party.
1: Like, after that match, that's, I fear, I, I really do worry about that, that Bourbon Street. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess my big takeaway from the Hawaii thing and, and you and I talked about it briefly on Twitter is terminology, right? Mm-hmm. Like this Hawaii wasn't a turf issue. And I think the players are getting better at terminology and I think that, that we're getting better at terminology, that's not necessarily a turf issue. Yeah. It's a playing surface issue. Because there's good turf, good artificial turf, and then there's bad artificial turf. And Hawaii was bad artificial turf, resulting in a bad playing surface. But there's also good grass and bad grass. Mega Rapinoe was practicing on grass.
0: I feel like the grass didn't even right, play a because, part in it. Yeah, it right,
1: but, but it was a bad...
0: But it was a bad grass field, yeah. It
1: was a bad grass field, and the fact that there were those plastic things hanging out didn't mean it was a good field, you know?
0: Yeah, you were right about that. I think it's kind of like when scientists were like, "Oh, we shouldn't have called it global warming; we should have called it climate change," because right? everybody got the wrong idea from the first name.
1: Yeah, because everybody was like, what? "Global warming? It's getting colder. I don't know what you mean, global warming."
0: I'm freezing my buns off this winter. Ah, I wish, I wish the globe would get warmer. Blah, 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 blah.
1: Yeah. Run your cars even more. <laughs> we need the global warming to actually happen.
0: So, yeah. I, you're right it's it should be called like playing service issue
1: yeah because you know and i think that was a fundamental issue with what abby and and the players tried to to not even really boycott but like sue over this summer was the playing surfaces were not equal it, it was definitely never
0: solely about the turf in canada and it's the same thing with the Hawaiians. I understand why Canadians got a little defensive about it. They're like, look, our stadiums are our stadiums. We did the best we could. I don't know what else you want us to do. But I think what needs to be understood is it wasn't directed specifically at Canadian turf. It wasn't coming about coming after Canada. It was about being respected by your federations and by FIFA. It's the same thing here.
1: It is it is absolutely and and the players need need have needed to and are putting their foot down, yeah, and it's it's one of those things where like it sucks that there's collateral damage, but at the end of the day, it's like you really hope that this actually institutes change.
0: let me ask you something conspiracy theory time. do you think that because people have pointed out they played on turf before this, although you've pointed out that there's good turf and there's bad turf, but Conspiracy theory, do you think they waited until Hawaii so that the fallout would be the worst possible because the fans would be most disgruntled
1: there? No.
0: Due to the circumstances involved, you know, you, you think that it's, it's just solely that this turf was so bad that now is when things boiled over?
1: Conspiracy theory time, I think that there are a few different factors at play. I think uh, maker Rapinoe getting injured brought to light they're not supermen, you know, that they have to take care of themselves. And if she got injured, not during play, if it was a non-contact injury, and she really did like slip on something that was on the ground, not part of the training environment, then that to me is like a huge red flag that would go off on my head going like, who the fuck is looking out for us?
0: You know what I mean? Yeah, Alex Morgan said it. The only people going to look out for us is us
1: right, and so, but then I think compounding with all of that is the fact that Abby is checked out.
0: What you think that she's not as invested as in going to bat for the team as she used to be because she's going to graduate soon.
1: Part of me thinks that Abby could have rallied them into playing the game.
0: Oh,
1: she could have been like, you know what, guys, we've played on worse, but I think I think that we have enough young players who have standards like not that Abby doesn't have standards but you know Abby's a little old school in the sense of like guys our fans deserve it like our fans they we just got to do it we we just got to put up with it we just got to do it right I
0: think Abby gave interviews after the fact mm-hmm. saying we're doing the right thing and standing up for ourselves essentially though
1: no 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 I can like she has to toe the party line uh-huh Right, but uh-huh. I think that if Abby weren't on the eve of her retirement, mm. she could have had an impact. I don't which know. Totally, I which is which is t- totally counterintuitive to her position with Scott's Natural Grass or whatever.
0: <laughs> I think in the opposite direction of you. I think because she is on the verge of retirement, she's more inclined to be like, "We need to tell U.S. Soccer where they can stick it." Maybe instead of being, you know, more of a company woman. Maybe. Yeah, because she's she's no longer having to be their their icon or whatever. She's gonna go off on her own and do her own shit. She's gonna discover herself.
1: She's gonna write a book.
0: Yeah, she is gonna dictate a book to someone.
1: I wonder. I wonder if she's gonna talk about Hope Solo. Uh maybe she will. I think
0: Hope talked a lot about that situation in two thousand seven right. and oh eight in her book. She's very complimentary of Abby. I don't know if Abby's gonna cover the situation because it's in the end it's not her story to tell. She she was just a figure who played in it and it was a thing that happened to Hope. She may mention it in a more of an angle like, you know, I have professional regrets and I wish I had stuck more by Hope or whatever, based on stories that she later apologized to Hope, um, for the whole thing. Maybe. But yeah, I don't think she's gonna go over the story itself again.
1: Well, I just, I wonder if she's going to talk
0: about the others. You know who I want to write a book? Tasha Kai.
1: Yeah. uh, Talk about somebody coming out of the middle of nowhere. I mean, obviously Hawaii, but I was just like, ta? Yeah, and she
0: looked pretty chummy. She was hugging Jill Ellis. She was, and you know, she's still friends, obviously, with some of the people on the team she was close to before, like Christy Rampone and Heyo. I just did not expect her to show up. But why wouldn't she if she's still on good terms with these people?
1: I know. I know. It was just one of these things. And then I was like, wait, she has an Instagram? Oh, my God. Do you think the Starbucks photos are in there? And they are.
0: She just posted a video of a little puppy dog playing with the soccer balls. and Really? Yeah. It's rough, bro. Oh, it's so rough.
1: <laughs> I haven't I haven't been on social media. Yeah. What today. a
0: gift. Okay. What a gift.
1: Today's been a, a travel day.
0: Yeah. Uh. It was nice to see Tasha Kai again. It was nice to see the team stand up for themselves. Hopefully, it'll be a nice time tomorrow when they play Trinidad and Tobago. And then they've got two more games after this. Then we hit holiday break. And then they're going to do uh, Olympic qualifiers in that little Four Nations tournament.
1: Yeah, that Four Nations thing is interesting. We should, we should learn a little bit more about that and maybe talk about that someday.
0: Yeah. Uh, for now, it's U.S., France, England, and Germany. So that could be interesting. Um, everybody, go check the FIFA dates calendar, and then I was talking to uh, Jonathan Tannenwald about this. He was up in Boston for a bit, and we were kind of jawing over. Well, based on FIFA dates, there's uh some dates in March, but you can't play outdoors in March in the Northeast. So that, and then you you might want East Coast for European TV, so that the time difference isn't such a killer. So that kind of limits you to where you might go. And I think they've already mentioned that they want to do some games in Florida. We'll see.
1: It'll be interesting. It will. But I just want the fucking CBA to actually happen. I just want the players to like not have the sort of like red tape drama around them.
0: The CBA is oh. interesting because I was talking to someone over the World Cup. I think it was actually Jen Cooper who mentioned maybe the previous CBA might have given... Uh, some veteran players a little too much power in certain areas what do you think
1: i i think that's very true yeah i think the cba was good for establishing standards and for making it so that the senior team earns a living wage playing the sport i don't think the cba had a very big scope to it you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I think both sides have learned something from this CBA, and they'll come at it with
1: that knowledge. Because, and, you know, if Alex Morgan's at the helm of this, she seems pretty savvy. And then you get Kelly O'Hara in there with her, you know, Stanford degree. Hopefully she she can apply some some uh, knowledge. And, you know, it's smart. It's a smart group of women. They need to get themselves, you know, good legal representation, and they need to talk to other organizations not necessarily the men's national team who are you know is already earning plenty for the most part but through their club teams but but figure out okay how do we how do we make this something sustainable so that their u.s soccer is forced to like actually look at youth development better
0: and pay and more attention to said. their women's youth oh for sure well It's a shorter episode this week, but we really wanted to focus and drill down on this uh, Hawaii thing and and players' rights and their contracts and stuff, so we'll get to that Abby Wambach retrospective. We promise. It's coming.
1: (laughs) I'm done with work travel after this week, so I can throw more of my time into two drunk bands.
0: Yeah. In the meantime, think about all those Abby Wambach questions you'd like us to discuss. We've already got some good questions on Twitter so keep sending them in do it do it
1: and congratulations on the timbers gab oh my god dude oh so many soccer feelings
0: so many soccer feelings that's the new name of the podcast
1: so many soccer feelings all right this i'm overwhelmed
0: this has been so many soccer feelings we'll see you guys next episode
1: adios